0: Hi, and welcome to Matt Holman Talks Mental Health, the podcast where I have the opportunity to sit down and chat to amazing humans about their journeys with mental health. For this episode, I'm so happy to introduce Brett to the conversation. Welcome, Brett.
1: Hey, Matt, it's wonderful to be here. Appreciate the time and the opportunity.
0: You're more than welcome. Lovely to see you again. Um, So how do Brett and I know each other? So just very quickly, I'll do a brief introduction. I'll let Brett you do the full introduction to who you are in a second. Um, But Brett and I met last year in 2021 uh, on April the 13th, actually, when we were prepping for a panel session for a uh, travel-related topic and subject discussion. I can't remember the discussion apart from it was just, uh, well, (laughs) sounds wrong, doesn't it? I can't remember the discussion. I remember the people in the discussion. I just can't remember all of the conversations. But anyway, never mind, because we will no doubt go through some of those in this conversation itself so Brett and I we stayed in touch which was fantastic we connected we follow each other in social media on LinkedIn in particular and it was just perfect to have the opportunity to sit down and talk about Brett's journey so Brett I'm going to throw it over to you welcome to the conversation tell everybody a little bit more about who you are and what you do.
1: Absolutely so I run a travel company uh, for people with disabilities it's called Brett Approved and as part of uh, the pandemic it's kind of shifted what we do so we used to um organize, you know, trips and help people with disabilities travel Uh, because I believe that um, travel is not frivolous, right? Going where you want, when you want, with the people you want, I think is a basic human right. And I also believe, Matt, that life is defined by experiences. So I want as many people as possible, regardless of where we may sit on the spectrum of physical ability. I want as many people as possible to be able to travel. Now, the pandemic has kind of very much put a halt to the travel side of things. So what I do now uh, is I'm a consultant, so I help you know big brands uh, in and outside of hospitality market respectfully to people with disabilities. Understand the market. We do a lot of training in terms of on the on the you know uh, hospitality side at the on the hotel space in terms of you know teaching frontline staff how to interact with folks with disabilities, what to say, what not to say. We kind of remove you know the stigma of that, and then I do a lot of uh, much like yourself, do a lot of public speaking. So um really um big into diversity equity inclusion and where accessibility and disability fits into that so much like yourself just an entrepreneur and just every day putting one foot in front of the other
0: and uh, you know i'd say i make it up as i go along but obviously you're very professional (laughs) and you know exactly what you're doing right so so that's the important part um but brilliant stuff brett lovely to to see you again and and of course to introduce you to the audience of, of this podcast so so brilliant stuff as always, I ask a question, and the question leads into a story, and I hope hope you can tell us a story, but your journey with mental health. So there's reasons why you do what you do, of course, and there's, you know, the, the reason why you're passionate about the subject that you're involved with as well. So tell us a story. Give us a little bit of an insight into who you are, Brett.
1: Yeah, I think I think really who I am is, is um, ever-evolving, right? So, you know, we talked before, you know, we began recording that, you know, I'm 46 years old, you're 46 years old, and I think You know, who I am at 46 is vastly different than who I was at 26. And one of the reasons I'm such a fan and supporter of the awesome work that you do is because when I was young, you know, I grew up in a very rural environment in in the Midwest, in the United States, in Ohio. And, you know, we didn't talk about, you know, diversity, equity, inclusion. We didn't talk about, you know, having a disability and, and what that meant. Um, there really weren't a ton of kids when I was going to school. There were a couple, but really not a lot of kids who were like me who used a manual wheelchair to navigate the world or who used lobster and crutches to walk. I use a manual wheelchair for stamina reasons um, because I just don't have the stamina that I need to um, to get around. so when I was a kid, I was just always trying to fit in with my able bodied you know counterparts and friends, and I just i, I was I never really thought about you know, the challenges that I face, and it, it hasn't been until, you know, kind of uh, the last uh, several years, even starting Bread Approved, you know, we started uh, Bread Approved in uh, mid-2012, really got going in earnest in 2013, and that's really when I started to think about, you know, myself and, and my own journey, and began to, to feel comfortable, you know, admitting to myself and other people that, you know what, I don't have all the answers, I'm not perfect, um, you know, having a disability is very challenging. You know, when I, when I talk to people about, um, my challenges, you know, uh, able-bodied folks may say, and have said, well, Brett, you know, everybody has challenges. And I said, well, of course, you know, and I want to, I want to be respectful of that, but having a physical disability just is an added layer of, shall we say, complexity. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, it, it doesn't mean that we're not going to have challenges at work. It means we're probably going to have more. It doesn't mean that we're not gonna have challenges in relationships. It means we're probably gonna have more. You know, a big challenge for me and my wife, and unfortunately my wife's uh, able-bodied, but big challenge for us, Matt, is to make sure that she's not my caregiver, right? To make sure that she is in fact my wife. Yeah. Um, and so there's just, there's just an added layer of complexity with, with disability and it's just, um, it's wonderful to be in a place in time, um, societally speaking, where, you know, you and I can have an open and honest conversation. Um, and there was a time in my life where people would say, Brett, you know what, man, you're sharp, you're, you're, you're a go-getter, you know, you're in corporate America, you're doing all this great stuff. I have a background in crisis communications and journalism and all that. And they would say to me, Matt, they would say, man, I don't even see your disability. And for the longest time, I took that as a compliment. But as I matured, I started to think, well, wait a minute, I don't define myself by my disability, but if you don't see it, you know, you're kind of glossing over a big part of, of of me and what makes me me and so i've i've you know people who've said that to me in the past i've kind of circled back with them in a very very loving way respectful way and said hey i want to talk about why you said that and how i feel about that now and you know i think um with the work that we do um it can sometimes it can sometimes you know one of the things i guard against shall we say is is compassion fatigue right so I want to make sure that I, that I always um, put my best foot forward, that I always give people the, the love and respect that they need. But that can, be, that can be challenging, right? Because the world we live in, unfortunately, is a very complex place. So what I think is critically important when I speak, and I tell people this, is like, you know, thank you for examining life from my perspective. And I want to make sure that I hit home, that I'm human, Um, that I give a lot of myself, and that I kind of cut through some of that, you know, um, compassion fatigue, and that I make sure that I'm aware of that on my end. And because everybody's journey is different, right? I mean, we all come to things in a different way. And, you know, if we're lucky, if we're lucky, and we're self aware, the experiences that we have will lead to wisdom, right? And my goal is that I hope that I'm more enlightened and better at what I do and a better husband and friend and brother and son at 56 than I was at 46, or to put it in more relatable terms, you know, tomorrow than I was today, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know, buddy, life is a forward moving endeavor, right? So we can, we can lament yesterday, <laughs> but we can't go back,
0: no.
1: but we could but we can learn from it. And, yeah. you know, some days, some days I do a better job than others. That's one thing I want to get across to, to your audience here is that, you know, I'm not perfect. You know, I make, I make a lot of mistakes, but I, but I desperately, desperately try to learn from them. And, you know, I just look at, you know, my own personal journey, you know, growing up in, in rural Ohio, um, you know, uh, my mom's side of the family owns a, owns a very successful uh, farm. And so, you know, I was, I was raised to get up early and, and no, you know, my disability didn't matter. I was going to work on the farm and earn, earn a paycheck and learn what it meant okay. to, to, to work hard. And so I, I look at that background and everything that I've been able to accomplish, and I, I can tell you, I wouldn't be the, the man I am without the experiences I've had. But yeah. like I said, you know, if we don't, if, if I don't learn from it and share what I've learned with other people, I mean, I honestly believe that knowledge is useless unless you share it. So I try, I try to be as open and honest and transparent and share as much as possible. So that's kind of a, a, a little bit about me in a nutshell.
0: Brilliant no I, I appreciate that and thank you for sharing that as well and some some fascinating insights into there too and around your whole whole journey and your experience can I ask you some questions around some of those elements I hope it's okay to, to sort yeah. of delve, delve a little bit deeper maybe but sort of the the, the harder moments in growing up for you what, what sort of things sort of spring to mind when you think about some of those harder moments that you might have challenges you might have come across?
1: Well I mean I think you know, you know, disability is is very difficult. And it Mm. takes because you, you know, especially, you know, I have uh, cerebral palsy, which in layman's terms, essentially means um, that my brain was damaged, um, either during birth or immediately after. Uh, They don't really know how, because back in 1975, when you and I showed up on the planet, like they, (laughs) they weren't, they weren't really, they didn't um, think about stuff like that. But it's, I've known, you know, being a wheelchair user and using loft strand crutches, as I mentioned a moment ago, I, I've known always that I've uh, been different, right? And when you're a kid, at least in my experience, all you want to do is fit in, and you know there was no there was no getting around the fact that I that I got around differently than um, 99% of my peers, and so the toughest thing for me growing up is I was in a big family with lots of lots of cousins. Um, and they're all very athletic and they all, you know, they all played, uh, what we call here in the state soccer, which you would call football. They all played uh, American football. And so the toughest part for me being a kid was I just wanted to do that and be a part of that. And I just couldn't do it. And, and I, um, talk, uh, quite often to, to kids with disabilities today. Um, and they always say like, well, Hey, how come you didn't do wheelchair rugby when you were a kid? Or how come you didn't play this or that or the other and it's because it wasn't it wasn't a thing it wasn't around um and so I think the toughest part for me about growing up was that I was confronted every day um with just how different I was Mm -hmm. and you know so I kind of compensated for that by trying to be as you know trying to be as jovial and outgoing as possible now naturally that's naturally part of my personality so I'm very Mm -hmm. fortunate in that way but um man it it, it was tough it was tough yeah. because nobody nobody talked about bullying back then you know and i there's a lot of things you know i have a very wonderful relationship with my parents i talked to them probably four or five times a week um, I, they've you know turned into uh, two of my best friends you know they're, they've been married for more than 50 years oh, yeah. but there's there's still things that you know happen to me as a kid that I don't talk to them about because in the moment they couldn't do anything about it mm-hmm. and they definitely can't do anything about it now but just Um, yeah, just being different is not, is not easy. Cause like back when we were kids, um, you know, nobody celebrated differences, (laughs) right? I mean, at at, at least, at least where I grew up. And so I I just remember just always trying to fit in and, and just being absolutely exhausted at the end of the day, you know, putting so much energy and effort Mm. into, into minimizing the differences between me and my, my classmates or me and my friends um that just at the end of the day it was just exhausting and as a kid you know you can't you don't have the mental capacity to wrap your mind around that but as I reflect on it as an adult um it was a lot of work it was a lot of work but that that said I mean I grew up in a very loving environment yeah. I mean it's 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 shaped who I am it's given me a you know I I always say that you can't appreciate where you are anticipate where you're going unless you respect where you're from and I i I mean, I definitely respect where I'm from because it's made me the man I am. Uh, but, yeah, growing up was not always the easiest.
0: No no and I can hear that and then power to you you know I think that's a I think you've got a fascinating outlook on the way that life you know you we go through life and and you're right you know we can't go back and change the past we can't change back those experiences but we can we can we can try to improve ourselves every day and and I love that because I'm totally it must be something to do with 1975 right it was must have been a must have been a must have bit of a, a good vintage I guess <laughs> yeah anybody, absolutely for anybody that's listening from 1975 you know that's uh was obviously the best year uh for everybody to be born um so so in incredible stuff um in terms of sort of developing throughout then sort of going from those younger years into sort of adulthood and sort of that you started to see some of those changes and challenges in the workplace corporate america is something you described um how did you feel at those points so sort of you're probably more in tune with mental well-being at that point as well were you because i'm I'm guessing you were but how was that
1: yeah i think there's i think um what i've kind of come to realize in the past couple years in terms of mental health is there's a real um, at least, at least for me in my sphere, there, there's this kind of this like toxic positivity, right? Like, you know, having a disability, like, you know, we're all supposed to, we're all supposed to inspire. We're all supposed to like, Hey, you know, good for you, you know? And like, listen, you know, people with disabilities, we don't exist to make able-bodied people feel better. I mean, we're, we're just, we're just like everybody else. We're doing, we're doing the best we can with what we have. Um, and you know, it it is very challenging. And so I think just, you know, as I've matured, just being able to say to myself, like, it's okay to admit to myself and to be vulnerable to you and to your listeners, like life life isn't always great. You know, have you know, I'm in a lot of physical pain every day. Hopefully, if I do if I do things correctly, you don't know it unless I tell you. But it but but it but it does impact things. And every once in a while it's okay to hit the pause button and say, like, I don't have to project this perfect image, I can, I can admit to myself and to others that this situation does suck sometimes, and that's okay, yeah. so I think just, um, you know, we all have people in our lives, Matt, who, when you ask them how they're doing, they go, hey, I'm great, yeah. you know, I'm great, and that's, like, to me, if, if that's where they are at their mental health journey at this point in time, that's fine, mm. but, you know, I can tell you that I love you, or I can show you, right, and yeah. one of the ways that I show you is by if you ask me a question, you know, like, just like prior to recording, you know, we had an awesome conversation. Yeah. How's it going? Well, these things are challenging. Yeah. Right. And, and like, just to be able to look another, another man in the face and say that, because like, especially as men, like, you know, we're supposed to have, <clears throat> excuse me, we're supposed to have all the answers we're supposed to, yeah. you know, um, and, and it's okay to admit that we don't. And that's, that's kind of the biggest um, Takeaway that I've had in the last few years in terms of, of my own mental health. It's like I don't have to have all the answers because in corporate America, um, you know, I never ever talked about my disability, right? I, you know, I'm, I'm showing you my hands. We're on camera right now. My hands look pretty typical, but I have a heck of a time holding a pen. Yeah, so sometimes, yeah. sometimes, you know, in meetings, I would have people who work for me take notes. Right. and I would never tell them I would just be like hey it's your turn to take notes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I you know it's I would great never way to them, shift it yeah 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 I would never tell them yeah. um, that my hands hurt today because I just I just wanted to continue to climb that ladder and achieve my goals and I wanted to be judged um, by my mind you know your body I believe your body's just a cradle for your mind and and even something like again you know I I uh, I always wear dress shirts with the cuffs rolled up. If you said to me, Brett, we're not going to leave this room until you button your cuffs or your shirt. Well, you, you better buckle up, man. Cause we're going to be there a while. <laughs> so, yeah, if, yeah. you know, and so it's just, it's just those little things that I never would have admitted to anybody. And what I love about the corporate consulting that I'm privileged to do now is that we're having those conversations in corporate America. We're saying, You know, let's let's include disability in diversity, equity, inclusion. Let's allow employees to bring their whole selves to work. Let's make sure that's not just a slogan, but let's make sure that we have employee resource groups and we have mechanisms in place that 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 people can be their true selves. They can be in a safe environment and admit when they're having a bad day, because when I was coming up, you know, before I started my company, I never did that. I I put a tremendous amount of pressure on myself to be perfect. Um, you know, if we have, you know, three able-bodied cisgendered white candidates for a job and the hiring manager is also a white, able-bodied cisgender man, and the two candidates are are that, and then there's somebody in a wheelchair, chances are that hiring manager is gonna hire somebody who looks like they do, right? Because if it doesn't work out with that person, eh, say lovey. But yeah. if they take a chance on me and it doesn't work out, all too often all of a sudden they're having a conversation with their boss, right? Yeah. And, and they don't necessarily want to do that. And so yeah. I put a tremendous amount of pressure on myself when I was a younger man uh, to be perfect. And like, that's not, that's not healthy. Okay. And, so, and so I'd beat myself up if I made a mistake. And now what I've learned is, like, it's okay. Everybody makes mistakes. Yeah. You know, do I want to repeat them? No, but if, we, if I'm self-aware and I learn from them, That's, that's all I can ask of myself. That's all I can ask of the people who work with me and and for me. Is just, is just, you know, let's not be scared to make a mistake. It's all because life's all about effort. I mean, I don't know the worst failure in life in my experience is indecision, because even if you make a wrong decision, or even if you make a mistake, you can't fix it until you acknowledge it.
0: Yeah. So true. So true. Wow. It's, it's fascinating. I, I'm really enjoying listening to you, your your perspective as well, uh, Brett. So, so appreciate that. Totally. Um, I want to I move towards sort of you creating your own business then out of everything that you were learning and experiencing and what you did, because I love this sort of Brett approved. Um, it's a cracking concept. Uh, it's an excellent idea. I love the name. You know, the name's brilliant. So, so what happened? Where was this sort of moment of I need to do something and this is what I'm going to do. Where did that come from?
1: Well, you know, I was in uh, corporate America for a long time, had a wonderful career, really enjoyed it, loved the people I worked with. But uh, from time to time, I would travel uh, for work and it didn't matter if I booked a hotel reservation or if corporate travel booked a hotel or my executive assistant, whoever. About 80 percent of the time, maybe even 90, if I went back and did the math, I would show up to, to the hotel where I had booked an accessible room yep. and I wouldn't get and I wouldn't get the room that I needed. And, you know, in the in the in the when you're traveling for leisure, like if I'm with some buddies from university or with my wife, whatever, if I don't have an opportunity, to, if I'm taking a short weekend trip and I don't have an opportunity to shower, I don't get an accessible room like that's less than ideal. But I'll 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 figure it out. Yeah. But when when the lack of a shower, you know, affects how you are, you know, your mental health as you prepare for a meeting. Yeah. And usually I was in some pretty high stakes meetings with people who'd never worked with, with folks in a chair before. So I naturally wanted to put my best foot forward. And when you, when you don't have the room that you need and you can't shower, you can't prepare because I'm a big believer, my friend, when you look good, you feel good. Right. Um, And so, you know, I always joke around, I always put gel in my hair, always a spritz of cologne, you know, and when you don't, when you don't get a chance to do that, Mm -hmm. you're not at your best. Mm -hmm. And I kind of grew tired of overcoming that objection. And, you know, I thought to myself, um, well, in the short term, you know, I could get mad at the hotel employees, but they don't really, you know, they're, they're typically in hospitality, the, the people at the front of the house in the hotel, they're making the least amount of money and they have the least amount of experience. So it might feel good in, for a nanosecond to, to kind of, you know, give them the business, but that's not changing anything. So I started Brit Approved because I honestly, you know, I say this in jest, but it's the God's honest truth. Like I started a company because I wanted to take a shower when I traveled.
0: Well, that's incredible. Yeah. Why
1: not? Yeah. yeah, And and I, I just, you know, I grew tired of that. And so really what, what, you know, pre pandemic, um, that's what we did. We helped people travel for, for fun or for, or for business. We made sure that they got the room that they needed because Mm -hmm. in a, in the States with (laughs) the Americans with disabilities act, um, in a hundred room hotel, there only has to be one room with a roll in shower. So, you know, if you, um, ever came to Phoenix and he said, Hey, where can I stay? You know, in that hundred room hotel, you, you could stay anywhere. I could only stay in the one room. Right. So just making sure that the right people get the right rooms. Yeah. Um, that that's really honestly my motivation. And then from there, the consulting and everything that I've been fortunate to do um, has just kind of grown organically from there. Uh, and I, I love, there's nothing uh, makes me happier than, you know, pre COVID, you know, being, being, with a group of people who, who, who want to learn, who have open minds and open hearts. And I always say the same thing, you know, thank you so much for, for taking a little bit of time to examine life from my perspective. And like, it's the coolest thing, Matt, when you see that light bulb go on and, yeah. and, you know, you get a hug at the end of the presentation. I mean, it's just awesome. <laughs> so, you know, being an entrepreneur and doing the things that I've done is, is, is exhausting. It's a lot of work, as you know, Yeah, yeah. but the, the payoff i mean it's like when you get a chance to really make a meaningful connection with somebody i don't know i like there's nothing better than that cuz you're 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 helping that person see things in a different way yeah and you know they're going to that's going to impact their lives not only in that moment but going forward yeah. right so that's that's kind of the the journey but again to kind of t- bring it full circle um, literally just wanted to make sure that i could that i could get an accessible room when i needed one and it's still a challenge that we have today. Um, yeah. Not doing nearly as much traveling due to COVID, but I was recently in Atlanta visiting my nephew and his wife. He just got married and moved to Atlanta, and you know rolled in. You know had a late flight on a Thursday night, rolled into the hotel, and didn't have the room that I booked. And you know Drake, my nephew, was like, "Hey, Uncle Brett, isn't this exactly why you started Brett Approved?" Yeah. I said, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Did you pass so over we- a card? i did to the hotel yeah i did and in fact they they the that particular hotel was so inaccessible that they on their own dime they booked me in a sister property um which is exactly what which is exactly what happened you know in 2011 before i even started the company so in some ways it was sad because we haven't made the progress that i would like yeah but in other ways i was glad that drake was there to see it because you know i want him to know that that this is real. And these are the things that I deal with when I travel. And it was a wonderful learning opportunity for, for both hotel staffs. Yeah. Um, But sometimes Matt, you know, I talk about learning opportunities. Uh, I was at the grocery store not too long ago, maybe a few months ago, all masked up and, 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 and fully vaccinated. So at the grocery store and um, the the woman at the checkout said, Oh, you know, how's your day going? And so we're having a nice conversation. She said, Oh, it must be so great. And I said, well, what? <laughs> I was kind of taken aback for a second. Right. She said, well, it must be great being in a wheelchair. And I was like, what? Wow. She said, yeah, because you get to be an inspiration to so many people. And I said, oh, boy. You know, I said, hey, I said, my friend, not for, I, I said, I know your heart's in the right place. But I got to tell you the truth. Being in a wheelchair is very, very difficult.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, it's not. It's, I wouldn't wish it on anybody. It's not easy. And I told her, I said, you know, I don't exist to inspire you. All I'm trying to do is live my life. Now, if in the course of me living my life, you draw strength from that, that's great. Um, yeah. And more power to you, but it's not, it's not awesome. <laughs> and I just, wow. you know, I, th- that, <clears throat> those type of, those type of interactions, they happen to me a lot. Right. Um. So, so I tend to always have kind of these teachable moments um, with people and I love it. But sometimes Matt, sometimes I just want to I want to go to the grocery store and not have to be emotionally vulnerable yeah. right sometimes i just want to do my thing
0: so yeah a bit of shopping right just get get the things exactly you need. yeah without exactly the, oh my gosh it's yeah it is genuinely fascinating to to sort of to hear those sort of ex- experiences that you've been through or you're going through and and you know and and, and often we don't we don't even consider them, do we? And, and no doubt the person who was sat opposite you and, you know, that, that lady who was sat at the checkout was, there was no malice in what she was asking or saying. She genuinely felt it as a, you know, I, I just want to say something that supports you. Yeah.
1: Yep. Doesn't necessarily yep.
0: interpret that way, right?
1: Yep. Yeah. No, her, I mean, her Her heart was definitely in the right place. Yeah. And, and you know, we, we hugged afterward and, oh, and, okay cool you know, a, a, everything was good. I mean, it was a, it was a distance hug. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But, but, you know, and, and I was, you know, I've learned, you know, in terms of my disability, when I was a younger man, I was in phenomenal shape, you know, upper body wise. Um, but unfortunately, I've had a couple shoulder operations. And so can't lift weights anymore. Um, and, but 20 years ago, if we'd have been friends at university and you just said, Brett, you need any help? I said, brother, I got it. I got yeah, it. Yeah. And what I, what I learned is as we uh, navigate through middle age is like, you know, sometimes it's okay to, to ask for help. And what I do um, as often as possible, even if I don't need help from someone, I will take it. If somebody says, hey, do you need help? I'll take it because it allows me to have a dialogue. And what I've realized is that people, I believe, Matt, people intrinsically want to help. They just yep. don't. They just oftentimes don't know how. So if somebody asks me, hey, hey, sir, or hey, Brett, do you need help? And I say no, then all of a sudden, what that? does is that you know they I've whether I realized it or not I've kind of emotionally rejected them mm. and so the next time they see somebody with a disability who legitimately needs assistance they're going to remember that they put themselves out there they asked me if I needed and I said so I always um try to try to you know accept help yeah. and have you know I, I can't tell you how many strangers I've met um you know and had wonderful conversations right. um because I just want you know I, I want people to realize that um, while on the one hand I said, you know, people with disabilities don't exist to make able-bodied people feel better. I, I desperately want um, people to see my humanity. And that's why I named, you know, that's why I named the company bread approved. Because if you, if you, society writ large has never interacted with somebody with a disability, like, and you meet me for the first time at a conference, or your company hires me to speak, like, I want you to realize, hopefully I'm a pretty cool, genuine guy. Yeah. right and and break down those barriers and and so plus i i thought it was a cool name <laughs> i love um, it I, so
0: i want my own that, i want my own approved <laughs> one matt approved
1: yeah <laughs> matt, it, it works
0: It'll it work. does. It does. I love it. I I really yeah. love it. I just think it's great. And I and I and again, it just yeah. Well, maybe I do need a mat approved. Um, I'm I'm not necessarily approving the fact that you disclosed my age earlier, but um, you know, you told everybody I was forty. Oh. You know, I I've, oh, been, li- no, I've been living living the dream that I've been in my thirties for a very long time. Um, <laughs> anyway, there we go. Uh, I guess the love hair it. gives it away a little bit. Um, we are coming right towards the end, Brett. It's like almost half an hour has passed us by in the in the blink of an eye. Um, I'm gonna pass it over to you uh, in a moment, just to say, you know, any final thoughts or words or things you wanna encourage anybody that's listening to, to consider. Um, but just wanna say a huge thank you from me to you really, Brett. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure to, to listen to you talking about your journey and your stories. And, and of course, you know, today's another day where we can do great things. And tomorrow comes uh, when it arrives, of course. So brilliant stuff. Um, so over to you, any final thoughts?
1: Yeah, no, I, I, I've really, really enjoyed, um, the conversation, our time together. I genuinely value our friendship and, and, um, I think, you know, just the, the fact that we're able to talk so openly and honestly, um, you know, speaks to where we are in 2022. And I hope that, you know, the momentum that, that, that you've experienced, the, the, the momentum that I've experienced just in, in, in being, being comfortable and acknowledging, you know, as I said, that, that, you don't have to be perfect, I don't have to be perfect. And if there's anybody out there struggling um, with, you know, coming to terms with their disability, physical or otherwise, um, you know, you can reach me at Brett, uh, at Brett approved, you know, we do a lot of work in the travel space. But oftentimes, it's um, before the before we stopped doing the travel stuff, uh, due to COVID, you know, our typical customer was a mom, and she typically had three kids, two of whom were able-bodied and one uh, who had a disability. And, and she desperately wanted the, the child with a disability to have the same experiences. And so oftentimes they would contact me under the guise of travel. But what they really wanted was, was somebody to, as best as possible, to reassure them. Because unfortunately, um, for a lot of folks, you know, myself included from time to time, having a disability can be very isolating. Yeah. You know, I thought when I started Bread Approved, I thought, well, you know, there are roughly 5.5 million people in the United States in wheelchairs. Who cares how we got there? But the disability community in the United States is very styled. Um, and so you can you can often feel very alone. And what I want people to know is, um, you're not alone. And so if you if you're if you're feeling down, shoot me an email. We'll set up a time to talk. And you know, I don't have all the answers, but it's a privilege to listen to people, and it's a privilege to um, be able to be there as as much as we can. And I think, you know, the world is a, is a challenging place. And so the more we can lead, um, with compassion, you know, I think that's a sign of strength. So it's just been a really great time, Matt. Thank you so much.
0: Oh, Brett, thank you so much. No, honestly, uh, the pleasure has all been mine because, you know, it's a privilege to listen to people talking about their experiences and their journeys. And that's exactly what we've been through uh, here today. And as as Brett says to anybody that is listening, um, if you want to reach out to him, please feel free to do so. You'll be able to find his links and connections uh, attached to this uh, recording as well. So um, Brett, just want to say huge thank you again. I wish you all the very best of luck and uh, good luck with 2022 and, and the journey beyond, eh? That sounds like a, a Star Trek sort of thing, doesn't it? <laughs> I don't even know if we're Trekkies, but anyway, there we go um maybe, maybe we are we'll carry on that conversation after we finish recording this um sounds thank you great so. look after yourself brett and uh, all the best to you yeah
1: likewise matt thank you
0: cheers take care